Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here. We are live from various places across the United States and welcome you to season two of our series, New Musical Monday. New Musical Monday is a series that showcases material from new or lesser known musicals from around the world. Our season one ran for 12 episodes, featuring amazing new music from 12 new musicals, and we're thrilled to be back for season two. We are excited that for our second season, we will be partnering with the theater company, It's a Little Musical. These amazing group of artists came together and created a brand new musical in just one month. And in a very special season premiere, I'm so very happy to have the members of the company here with us tonight to give us some insight into just how they do it. No, I think we're missing one more. Let me grab Alex. I don't see Alex anymore, so let's see if he oh there he is. Okay, great. Alex and Jeanette and Chase. Okay, there's everybody. Hi everyone, thank you for being here with us today. Hey. So go ahead, why don't you just go ahead and um each introduce yourself and kind of just let us know what it is your role in the company. I'll go first. My name is Alex. Um, Alex Burner, I forgot you don't know, know my last name. I'm a songwriter and producer for this, as well as, uh, you know, we all do a lot of stuff. So also music production, some mixing, lots, a bunch of different things. But those are my two primary roles. I'll hand it off to Chase and Jeanette. All right. Uh, I'm Chase. I am uh, uh, routinely the project manager. I'm also the resident audio engineer. Um, I do all things audio, technical, mixing, mastering. Uh, done some video editing here and there, as well as some uh, uh, assistant stuff on the running the business side of things. Jeanette? Yeah, I'm Jeanette Palmer. I'm the resident director here, uh, and I also do some of the social marketing and, uh, and media work. Let's do Kyle and then Aaron. All right. Hey, everybody. My name is Kyle Franklin. I am uh, regularly the music team lead. And in addition to leading my wonderful group of writers, I do scoring for video scenes that need some scoring. I do music and score prep for like lead sheets or sheet music for everybody. And I work a little bit on productions that I'm able to uh, help with if I can do like something for the songs that everybody's working on. So that's that's most of what I do. Go ahead, Drew. Uh, hey, I am Aaron and Drew. Aaron Andrews, uh, as it were. Um, I, I too wear multiple hats, uh, including this one. I am a performer who sometimes steps in um, to engage with the material in that way. Uh, I've done some light orchestration, and I'm also a songwriter. Great. Thank you guys so much for that. Um, so first off, I'm just dying to know, who came up with the concept for this company? Uh, it's a little musical, and, 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 and how? Tell me a little bit about how it works. So I'll, I'll take that. So basically, it was an idea coming from um, Chase, and I both are in the uh, in the video game audio world. And in the video game world, we had these things called game jams, which were super fun. So there were a 48 hour event where programmers and musicians and artists um, and uh, game designers would all come together in one place 
And in 48 hours, there would be a theme revealed and they'd build a game start to finish in that 48 hours and present it at the end of it. So um, at some point, Chase and I were doing a bunch of these ourselves uh, on a small scale. And I thought like, you know, your, uh, your, wife or your wife Jeanette and my girlfriend Paige both do theater. And this is a world that I've been wanting to enter into. We've done some games that are musicals and um, we, you know, I thought, why don't we apply this concept we've been doing to that? So we got a few people together in, it was probably like three days of just having the idea and just did a really quick little two day one. And ever since then it's grown, it's showed a lot of potential with that concept and we've expanded it um, through everybody's feedback to make it fit the theater art form. Great, great. Yeah, it's just so kind of exciting to hear from, you know, different types of artists and how they can, you know, come together to create something, you know, with multiple disciplines around. Um, I'm going to direct this next question to Jeanette, um, just specifically because of the whole uh, theater directing part of it. Um, and that's kind of my, my passion. So I want to hear from you on this, what it is like to create art this way through the lens uh, of a director. Um, um, it's different, we're in a different time. Let us know what it's like to, to do this thing that we're used to doing so vastly different this way. Right, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the uh, when we first started this, we, we, definitely, we definitely had to build up to um, the, a visual component. So we started off with it just being audio uh, for the first three trial trial ones we'll call them um and then uh when it was april we did uptown bound that was our first one where we we're like let's try a visual component uh to this um and definitely that was still when we were in the in the in the flux of the pandemic so it was definitely uh, a challenge to try and figure out how we could make a story um happen that felt uh that felt similar to what we're used to in terms of interacting with each other. Um, you can't interact with each other, uh, you know, in, in the platform that we have. Um, so uh, we definitely uh, had to think a little bit outside the box. <laughs> um, and we started with that one with um, having to really meticulously plan where everybody was going to be stationed on the final screen. Um, so we, in blocking, had to say, okay, for this scene, this person is going to end up being on your right. And we actually did color-coded boxes um, <laughs> so everyone could kind of have an idea of where they were going to be, kind of like Brady Bunch style. That's kind of what mm -hmm. we did. Um, and we, you know, it came off in a way that wasn't too cheesy. It actually landed pretty well where you got lost in, oh, they're, it actually looks like they're communicating with each other because we definitely worked um, on uh on reacting in rehearsal and recording each other's um lines in rehearsal so then when they went back to record on their own they could then act off of each other's recording still and it could kind of still be a little bit authentic um so that was that first project there and then coming on this one here we were blessed that uh so many of the actors were vac vaccinated and we were able to do some kind of movie musical theater magic and uh that totally was a, a game changer um, uh, and, uh, we were very, very pleased with, with how we were able to connect, um, both the people who were vaccinated and can do in-person work. And then we also were still able to insert, uh, one of our other cast members, uh, who's in Michigan, um, 
and insert him in a FaceTime way. So, <laughs> so it's definitely been a lot of arranging and, and um, you know, reworking that process. Uh, but the hardest part would probably be just rehearsals in general. I know Drew can attest to this as well because he was uh, in uh, Uptown Bound, so he knows. It was definitely a, that was probably the newest um, struggle and obstacle to really uh, solidifying everything. Right, it is such a very different way of um, of creating this 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 art form that we're you know so used to doing it so very differently. So, how is working on these projects different from traditional theater? We know we all see it. You know, it is very you know visually different. But as particular practitioners in your craft, let me know what it is that makes it different from doing it the traditional way. Uh, yeah, let's go through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to add that um, one of the uh, things that I've enjoyed watching unfold as we add the visual element is the idea of uh, when we speak about different disciplines, um, the the discipline and history of filmmaking and how that can be used to enhance the theater experience because. Uh, we're in a unique position of, um, yes, we aren't able to interact with a live audience, but we can control what the audience perceives and we have complete control over their gaze um, to an extent that you don't have in theater. You can use blocking and lights to kind of like nudge people in this direction. We would like you to look at this now, but ultimately, you know, they, they see what they want to see. So I think that bringing uh, the the cinematography and just that visual element and blending that with the music and the the things that as a musical theater performer I'm definitely more familiar with uh, trying to uh, put on an, an additional hat um, just stacking hat upon hat in order to um, yeah just create something that is new and unique and resonates with people using the tools and circumstances that we have. And it is, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that it's so so very different from from the way that we're used to doing it. And, and you guys make it even harder. Um, you're going from zero to 100 in such a very short amount of time. Just tell me, you, I, I need to know what is that like doing it in, in such a short time frame? Intense. I'm yeah, sure. I think for me, uh, coming from sort of a, a more technical uh, world into this, like going from, you know, mixing and mastering music where, you know, the turnaround is like that or programming game audio where like the turnaround is already like that. Going into this process and seeing the creative process unfold in this way, I think what we see from the creative side is the very natural tendency to want things to be perfect right, to want to <clears throat> sit and develop an idea, which is perfectly normal, but it's also kind of the the obstacle in some ways for a lot of artists, myself included, where like, if you have no deadline, if you have no time crunch, if you have like, I've got five years to work on my next, you know, my next show, like you can, you can get lost down rabbit holes, you can, work on things that become frustrating you can really burn yourself out on things and when we compress this timeline so quickly we kind of have to get rid of the perfectionism mindset and Jeanette I don't know where you got this phrase from but you were spreading this phrase throughout the company of 
rather than perfection, let's go for elevation. And trying to, well, really watching everyone's mindset shift into that of let's elevate this, let's make it the best that it can be and understand, first of all, we are not our work. So if it's not perfect, it's, it's okay. Uh, but at the same time, that we can really make some amazing strides to do some really awesome and powerful and meaningful artistic things in a really short amount of time and like kind of kind of hyperspeed that payoff uh in in the collaboration and yeah i mean i suppose i guess in in itself it, it's part of the, the the additional art to the art you know what i mean giving yourself those time constraints and and, and really putting that that high pressure stakes, you know, atmosphere around it, uh, and I'm sure it allows the ability to create differently. Um, being being in that, which which I think is great. Um, now, what is the goal behind uh, producing musical theater content this way? Um, I, I, I'm sure it, maybe it's it's a new thing, you know, maybe it's something that we've conform to with the times because of what's going on. But for you guys as a company, what is your goal uh, for doing it this way? I can take part of that question. Other people might have other things because we have many intertwined goals with this. But I think one of the goals in the way that we process is actually a process-oriented goal, in which case the product at the end is just the thing it needed to be for us to do the process. So Jeanette had mentioned earlier, they were all audio in the beginning. The first couple were just audio. It's because we needed, you need something at the end of the pipeline when you're working, you know, on a product, something needs to be done. But the thing we were more interested in was what we can do in this process less about what comes out the other side. And one of the big focuses on the process has been um, that we've tried to practice and has led us down into this wonderful movie sort of musical that we've, that we've landed on with our last one is the idea of working collaboratively together, taking in our small little, little creative space and trying to remove some of the hierarchical aspects of the theater world and, and many worlds in whole, like the, the law firm world has the insane, the same type of thing, you know, this idea of going through the levels and sort of stuff, like what if we could try to take that process and level it out within just the like seven of us, 15, however many are working on each given project and really see like, what does this process look like of taking something from start to scratch if we take some liberties with some of that. If, if everybody gets a say in the writing room, if everybody's ideas are just as good and we have our disciplines and our responsibilities where, you know, I'm not the director, Jeanette is, and, you know, and, and whatnot, but in a certain other frame, everybody is able to kind of be the creative liaison because one of the blessings of working in that intensely time compressed field is like, we don't have enough time for one person to write the whole thing. It's like, it really has to be in almost every facet, a collage of everybody's input, which is, I think in terms of process wise, I don't come from the, the traditional theater world. So I don't really know how they're made from bottom to top, but I think that just in any industry, that type of collaborative collage that really is formed out of mutual respect and excitement for making something like Jeanette said, that's elevated that we can all just be excited about is one of the big focuses that thank 
you know, thankfully works its way into these wonderful pieces of content that actually are on the other side. But much of the goal is actually for me personally been tied up in just how we make these things in general. Yeah. And I want to touch on one thing Kyle said there, which was kind of the taking into account everybody's perspectives and, and input, right? Like every single person that's been a part of this has offered some extremely valuable piece of input that we've taken and incorporated into it from all their unique experiences and their point of view from what they do as, as a profession. And there's many times when it's something, something Drew says just tr triggers something to me to be like, oh, that's, I, there's a better way to do this. Let's, let's just do it that way. And just that happens so much and having open lines of communication to be able to each time we do this, have it be improved. And, and to touch on that as far as the process, like Kyle mentioned, one of the reasons that it's shorter timeframes is that so we can get feedback from uh, the, the team and the audience faster. We don't want to spend a year and a half on a show just to get all the feedback we could have gotten after a month. So it's, it's a kind of a short, uh, like fast track to feedback in which we need to improve. So it's, I think it just speeds everything up. Right. I mean, when you're, when you're starting out, when you're trying to create something, the feedback's the most valuable thing that you can receive. So, I mean, it makes complete sense that, that, that kind of is in there in the statement of, you know, what it is that you guys do. Um, so how is it? Because you work with so many people in this these one this one project, how do you stay connected and consistent and in creating? How how do you keep it all organized and 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 on on the narrow and straight to get to the end of product? Through Chase's grand innovation of bringing us onto the platform of Microsoft Teams, not a sponsor. Yeah, although Teams, if you're listening, call us. Um, yeah. So from a from a technical perspective using a tool like Teams to collaborate was a complete game changer to just get everyone in. And it's like, like one of the things we saw when we started using Teams was, um, for, for example, all the songwriters stuck all their lyrics in one big document. And that meant that uh, Jeanette could go through all of those, the actors could comb through all of those and start building character stuff. And like, as lyrics are changing, we're seeing updates and, you know, it's the same kind of thing you could do with really any like cloud drive thing, but that's the same platform where we have our video chats and the same platform where we send files back and forth. And like, so from a technical perspective, uh, that's, that's a big game changer. Um, maybe you want to address the, the creative perspective. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, just because it, again, it's such a short timeline, we all have to be super communicative. Um, so, you know, we're constantly picking up the phone, calling somebody saying, hey, I had an idea about this part or, you know, hey, I looked at these lyrics and, you know, what if we, you know, maybe did something here, you know, and uh, I mean, it's just constant conversations, um, you know, and I think that's uh, something that's beautiful. And that's something that we really value is, is people in our company feeling comfortable to step up and say, hey, I've got, a, I've got an idea or, oh, hey, I saw that thing. Let's, you know, can we talk about this and adding this or, you know, um, and I think that's definitely uh helped us in our process to create so quickly as well because there's so many brains and eyes looking at things um yeah and to touch on that last thing that Jeanette was talking about briefly with everybody having these ideas and chasing that people are able to look at these documents this is because we 
we have to do everything in parallel, right? Like actors, the story being written, what the order of scenes are, what scenes are being added, cut, if any, like dialogue, all these things, uh, song production are all happening at the exact same time. There is no, like, we wrote the story and the script. Now write the songs. Now the actors get the finished songs. Like, it doesn't work that way. There's not enough time. So it. the other thing that really makes that communication and that that collaboration so valuable is really it's anybody's game it's not like well we have a fully fleshed out script that took us three months to write we'd really appreciate if you didn't start throwing wrenches in the works like what if we radically changed the ending but in our line of work it's like nothing is set in stone the ending song is being written as we speak the characters who knows what's going to happen where we're hashing out the script at you know that'll be ready by rehearsals i hope and it's like so what if we do change the ending and then the question instead of becoming a logistical annoyance because nothing is actually made becomes an exciting question of well what if we change the ending does this make the ending better and then that becomes the real question is anyone's random ideas it's, it becomes less of that's going to be a real pain to work in because it's it's actually not everything is still in flux and being worked on as we speak so the, then the operating question is does this actually take this to a new level and that's another really exciting part of the collaborations and having things like teams and those open lines of communication really fosters that not only exponential process of creation, but of developing something into the best that it can be in, in real time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and it was kind of good to get the insight um, from, you know, different disciplines because, you know, we are sitting down with, you know, very different, you know, people in the industry and what it is that you guys all come together to do to create. So getting that insight is, is great to hear from different people. So, uh, your story on your website mentions that It's a Little Musical is about the process and the people. Can you let me know what it is that you mean by that? I'll start that one off. So that was a way of kind of describing the two core elements. We've already touched a little bit on the process, but it's basically a, a structure that allows all the people to function in an organized way to fulfill a collective goal. So the, the process is the thing that's being um, refined as we go through from input from the people. And it, it's, it's very much always trying to keep both of those in focus as we move forward. Um, and, and another thing I wanted to mention that I think uh, kind of touching on the last thing as well was, you know, we, there, everybody has such a diverse set of skills and we try to be very open about having people come forward to try out new things, right? So to really let people go into different areas that they may have always wanted to do but never had the opportunity or had a project that was, um, again, going back to the size, small enough that they could try it out and be in an environment where they felt uh, safe to do that, where they had help, right? If, if somebody started, let's say, two weeks into uh, directing somebody had started doing it and just realized this is too much I need help they'd be able to find another person out of all the the um, you know qualified and very talented people on the team to come and lend a hand whether that's just kind of partnering or taking over whatever it is it's it's very much having all of that intertwined great great and then, I mean it's it's that's one thing that kind of 
you, you notice when you kind of sit down, you go to different theaters, you, you start discovering different theaters on social media is, is the one thing that you really want to focus on and that sets you apart from other people is a very defined like mission, you know, your idea, your, your what it is that you're about. And, and I, I'm, I thank you for letting us know, uh, you know, the insight to that, because I, I think it's a very distinctive, you know, set apart, you know, ethos for you guys. And I, I think it's really great. I'm sorry, I'm going to, I'm good, the next on my list, I'm going to stay with Alex again. Um, but Alex, you've been running a musical theater songwriting study group within uh, the company. Uh, what's your reason for starting that? And let us know a little bit about that. So that's that's been one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. And it's the reason for it comes kind of from an idea I've always kind of written about and thought about, which is the idea of input and output. And Chase and Kyle are probably here, tired of hearing me talk about this at this point. But basically, we want to always make sure that as a company, we are putting, our goal is to make, make things, right? That's output. That's things we're taking and putting together that we know and putting it out to the world. But I also want to make sure that we're always getting new input, right? Learning new things and being able to incorporate that into um, what we're putting out there, right? The basic necessary elements of creativity is being able to combine new things or combine things into new ways. So we want to make sure we have the, the best knowledge about uh, everything we can to be able to make better quality stuff. And it was also for, for me on a personal level to really do a deep dive into musical theater writing. You know, I come from this a scoring background and although I've written songs and stuff before, the, there was a massive focus on narrative and how to fulfill that. Um, over the course of a show that has been super valuable where we take songs and we analyze them and there's been so many takeaways that that i've learned from that and it's also really helped to i think have a lot of the songwriters on the same page as we move forward and we have to all write a song that fits the show we all have kind of a, a slightly shared history now of the you know 10 study sessions we've had together where we've all talked about details about lyric writing and structure and form and flow and everything like that. So um, yeah, that's the basic reasons. And I, I, what I really kind of like about that is you're all wanting to, and I'm the same way as an artist, you're all wanting to continue to learn, you know what I mean? Continuing to better yourself. Cause we're never out of learning, you know what I mean? There's always something that we can do that will help us, you know, move forward in our art. So I, I admire that that's something that you, you know, try to implement into your company um, because like I said, you know, we can, we can always continue learning. Um, now, we all know from what we've talked about that, you know, you guys do everything in one month, you know, start to finish. Tell me a little bit about that process. You know, how do you conceptualize a full musical in that, you know, from, from start to finish in that month? Yeah, well, we start, um, oh, Jeanette, you want to take this one? That's okay. I'll dovetail. We, yeah, we can, we can, we can popcorn this one around. Um, but it basically, it, it starts in a writing room sort of meeting. And we have, uh, I think the site thing is called Padlet, if I'm correct. Chase can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm where anybody can put up ideas. These are things that it's like, you know, what types of broad concepts or themes and ideas would be cool to incorporate in the next story. Just any, and it could be anything as a, as usually a means to a, sort of a brainstorming tool for us to see. Like one of them was, 
uh, having a main character or having there be like, oh, what if we did a mystery type thing? And it's just a big board and we kind of go through and see what we can do so that we're starting with something and then we have, you know, talks and it starts to starts to take some shape with a core idea and then we sort of form out a story over the period of like somewhere between uh, two to three decently chunked meetings over a weekend where we're really just trying to hash out this the story what are the possible songs where do they go how many are going to be in there and get some of those logistics run and that's how we get our initial concept and foundation and i'll toss it to whoever wants to piggyback off i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in because i want to throw it to jeanette really quickly um jeanette tell me when they're doing this this initial process this this you know conceiving an idea are you in there from the very beginning and getting your mind chugging from a directorial standpoint like when when is it that you start with that process yeah absolutely um so that's again what's wonderful about this process is that um it's it's the songwriters it's our script writer uh phil bachman um uh myself um if any of the actors are available and want to be there as well they're more than welcome to attend so that we can just really flush out um as many ideas as possible um and incorporate any ideas that come to people's heads um and uh shoot sorry um um and with that uh in that beginning meeting it does take a couple of days um, but what's great is that we usually know who our cast is going into it so we really are writing for um, our actors, uh, which is a really cool, um, really cool thing to know from the start. Because I think a lot of times, you know, when you start writing a musical, uh, you, you come with an idea first, right? Um, and uh, then you go and do auditions and you, you cast those roles that you've created. Uh, but what's cool is that from the beginning, we already have people established that we can write it on. Um, and sometimes that really, you know, lends itself to it. You know, uh, we had amazing, um, just the way it worked with, uh, we, we knew we had a small cast with this one. Um, so we had Danny Apple, Nick Barakos, uh, Catalina Gagliotti, and Gavin Alvidi. And um, it was just really beautiful the way all of our writers came together to uh, write for them specifically. And they're um, not, you know, for those of us who know those people, it's them on the, on the screen. And that's just really cool to see. Um, yeah. yeah the, we haven't mentioned the term explicitly yet, but um, the the term constrained creativity, like so much of this process really highlights that people come up with, with incredible things when there are constraints. And we we try to be very deliberate about what those constraints are. And in that case, like most of the time going into the writing room, knowing kind of who's available to cast is one of those constraints that just kind of focuses some creativity because if you know, okay, this is going to be four people, one of them absolutely has to be remote. Um, like, you know, you can't do a, a 20s, you know, ensemble dance show that with like a 50 person ensemble, like you just know certain things will and won't work and you can filter uh, and Constraints like that are all over the place within the process and like try to adjust constraints when they need to so that we can be as creative as possible yeah. as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. 
And definitely we have to uh, uh, work very quickly to figure out exactly how we want to portray it um, and uh, in terms of the theme, in terms of um, how we're going to put it together. Like I said, this one wasn't actually meant to be a movie musical. It kind of happened when we realized everybody could be vaccinated that we could do that. Um, so uh, yeah, so once we, once we figure out those components, it made it a lot easier to um, put the rest of it together. Well, and what you guys were just talking about kind of leads me into into the next thing perfectly is is what were those challenges in itself of doing it remotely you know i mean i'm not sure exactly how if any of you were actually able to get into a room or if you were still doing it all like this like how was the the whole idea of it being remote a challenge for you guys yeah well, um, i've got i've got a couple if that's all right um i know that uh, the challenges are vastly different depending on whether you are a part of the creative team or whether you are an actor. Um, because there are certain uh, things that are kind of baked into the, the performer's craft um, that are just um, much easier and simpler um, if you're in the same room as the person that you're you know, performing with. Um, I think that uh, from the creative side of things, it's uh, not as constrictive just because of advances in technology and uh, the ability to, you know, have these remote uh, brainstorming sessions where we are kind of able to all be on the same page about the thing. Um, one thing that can be difficult uh, just logistically is the uh, time difference. Because uh, I know we have some people on uh, Eastern Standard, I believe. Uh, we have some West Coast folks, and then some people who are smack dab in the middle of the U.S. of A. So it's very difficult, especially when so many like long and frequent meetings are required in order for everyone to be on the same page of the process, in order to be updated as things evolve and change. Uh, it's been interesting how you know I've had multiple sessions where I'm like you know sneaking off to a corner at work and I'm like okay here we go and it's like someone else is eating brunch and it's just been really fascinating to see um, all these people and also how uh, things like that can even affect the creative process like if someone is tackling a problem in the early morning versus the middle of the afternoon versus late at night. Um, each of those things inadvertently affect um, the kind of insights that we have. And so that's been really interesting to see as well. Yeah, anybody else want to throw in about the, the remote challenges? Um, it's, it's, I just want to comment. It's, it's been fun and funny to, to try to maximize what Drew just mentioned with time zones and people's schedules. Like we probably have somebody awake at every hour of the day, even though we're in the US, just based on when we all go to bed or don't. And so it's funny knowing like, okay, I'm gonna get to bed late or Kyle knows the person he's going to send a file to is gonna get up early, so it works out. He stays up a little late and then there's a nice four hour block between from West Coast to East Coast or vice versa. Somebody, I'm, I often am, kind of struggling to get stuff done before late at night to be able to get it to people who wake up much earlier than me because I don't want to wake up at 11 and just get started and then have them have to wait till four to get it. So it, it definitely has some implications, but I found that part to be pretty fun. Well, I guess it's kind of the beauty of it, right? Getting to 
work with people, you know, from, from wherever, you know, it, it, it allows you that freedom to be able to, you know, connect and work with other artists, which I, which I think is great. Uh, does anybody else want to jump in about the, the challenges? Yeah. I'll, I'll second something that Drew said, um, and add, and add a little to it too, talking about the, the, the challenges of being remote and, um, and, that there are things that happen in person for certain parts of this process, or if they were to happen in person, many things would be ironed out in either implicitly or in a matter of a few very short sentences, which when you are miles and miles apart or time zones apart, trying to figure out how to make those things that need to happen, happen in a remote context is it, it significantly complicates certain aspects of the process. Certain aspects, it adds a lot of freedom because it's like, oh, everybody just do whatever, submit it on the Teams. Let's just meet in later. If you miss it, I'll catch up on the phone. We can record the video. There are lots of ways that it's it's uh, the technology is very helpful, but there are some ways in which it, it creates a, com a degree of complexity that, like Alex said, I personally find fun to solve and be like, okay, yeah, so how do we efficiently get this done when we can't just go into a studio and record this like in the same time and place, easy peasy. How, how do we do that? Cause we need to find out how to do that. Um, sometimes it's incredibly frustrating, but it always ends up coming out of the pipeline of like, all right, we ended up jumping it. It came, it came together. So it's, it's a very unique process that is not burdened by too much work. It is still very fun, but it is, it has its own very unique challenges, which are not, not challenging right i mean it's completely understandable you know <clears throat> it is a completely different process than what we're used to you know there is the time constraints the the, the time zones like i get that completely running the global thing you know there's always it's always something but i think that's the fun in, in the process i think it, it it drives us to do the best we can and everything which is which is really great so um like i said in the beginning we're partnering up with you guys for our uh, next season of New Musical Monday, and and that it's as simple as we just want to kind of document what it is you guys are doing through the process of the next, um, the next musical that you guys are going to do. Um, we're going to let that happen organically. We're going to see you know what kind of social media we want to you know utilize for it, but um, you can expect us to be documenting um, their process through the next one. But can you give us a little bit of an insight right now, like where are you at in the process of the next one as we speak? I can take that if you want. Um, so we are very much still uh, feeling the tail end of the the last one. You know, we we upped the quality quite a bit from previous sessions, and I think for a lot of people in the team, like we were all, you know, redlining it. So we're uh, we're still, you know, on the tail end of that last one. We're currently in, you know, uh, meetings and things trying to figure out the exact nature of the next one, but it's coming and um, we may experiment a little bit. I mean, from the beginning of this this whole thing, like, you know, we, we kind of wanted to always give ourselves the room to experiment with the format, experiment with uh, the presentation styles of things. So uh, we will definitely keep you updated and keep everybody in the loop. Um, and you know, we'll have new things coming soon, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're just, you know, that's kind of what the, the idea behind our, our series is, is to really kind of, you know, get out, get, get out into the world, uh, these new writings that are happening and you guys are so unique in what it is that you do, you know, we'll, 
like I said, you know, whenever it is you guys get started, we're going to be jumping on and, you know, keeping everybody updated on what it is you guys are doing. Um, so Alex, Jeanette, Chase, Aaron, and Kyle, thank you so much for sitting down with me today um, and discussing, you know, your company and what it is you guys do. We're actually going to take, you know, a minute here and watch a little bit of a clip from the last one. Um, so thank you guys again for, for being here. Um, and uh, our viewers out there just expect to see some updates on on their new project soon. So thank you guys again. Thanks, Thanks Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much for joining us um, for our new Musical Monday episode one. Um, that was a little bit from whether or not from uh, It's a Little Musical. I have just recently put um, the website address there for the YouTube video. Um, you can check that out there and watch the rest of it. Um, we're excited to be working with them for our season and uh, be looking forward to some updates from them. Uh, thank you again for joining us and join us next week for episode two.